Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 with obviously your host here, Eric Fiorello. And today, this is another bumper to go along with it, where today and every day from this point on, we are going to pull the weeds from your subconscious mind and replace them with the seeds of success, power, hope, and obviously, you want to have the best of everything going into the future. Prosperity. So, thanks for listening to us. Tell a friend. Tell multiple friends. Push these shows out everywhere. Because come in 2020, you're going to see a lot of new stuff. And I want to thank you and continue and continue becoming great. Thanks, everyone. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Guess what, everybody? Today already is the 8th of November, 2019. Now, we always have you stand up, and it's very important because, um, well, I'll tell you what. We got the great Charlie Oliphant, who, in my opinion, is big time here, and uh I have the highest respect for this gentleman and all the good things he's helped me with. And he and I like to have these chats about business and all good things. Now, self-talk was the last show I did with Charlie. And that has been the highest downloaded show Charlie and I have ever done. Close to 1,000 downloads already. Um, I would tell you to go listen to that show because this in some ways is going to have another tentacle to where we're going with everything tonight. And before we get all into this and we bring Charlie in, let's stand up and take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth. And that's what led me into self-talk. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Now, the last show I did that I just put up, I'm trying to think who's the last one I put up, uh, Paul Firepower Gray was on here Monday, and I did another bumper for it. Charlie's done bumpers for us, so is his son Lawrence, and I talked about some of the shows and, and, and some of the things that I'm thinking about and what I gave to you to get you to start repeating these things, to start exploring the subconscious mind. Because one of the things I said, and then we're going to move on with the show, is this. In the subconscious mind, two things. Positive thoughts and negative thoughts cannot live together. So why not be as positive as you can be? And the other thing that's very important is your conscious mind, which to me is like the soldier, the Hulk, the one that stands at the gates and doesn't let the bad stuff in. Now, that's almost impossible to stop, but you understand what I'm saying, I hope. So we're going to get into that, probably a little bit of that tonight, because we're going to talk about being half speed, which is going to be killer. Um, let's see. 
Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. Go out and buy it. There's no two ways about it. The module's on there. I'm talking verbally. There's enough material on there to get you going forever. And if you got young kids, you got some kids that are going to these, uh, well, I'm not going to really call them any nasty names, but uh, I know some people right now that have gone to um, quote-unquote trainers. Yeah, they're not going to them anymore, and they got they got hammered pretty good money-wise, and that's why I say I will work with anybody, whether you live in Albany or you have Skype. I'm telling you right now, if you've seen what I'm, if you saw and are going to see what I'm doing with this gentleman right now, I've had him for not even five weeks yet, and I've already knocked 21 pounds of probably diabetic off him. It's incredible what's going on here. That program's going to be out, but it's not a weight loss program. You're going to find out what I call it, and you're going to understand all the steps it takes to be successful in getting to where you want to get. And where does it start? That's six inches between your two ears. And we'll get more into that as we go along. Um, also, too, get involved here. Invest in M&M, FBC. Uh, you go out to, um, uh, I can't even think of the account name right now. Um, you go out, just go out to Prosperity Conscious on Fiorello Barbell. Co.com. There's a $25, $50, and $100 investment. Invest. I'm telling you right now, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with this stuff. Also, too, go out to MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Charlie and I have done. They're masterpieces. There's so much material in there, and when you listen to it, you will be so inspired. And as I said, put a set of headphones on and listen to these shows over and over again. For that matter, go out and listen to self-talk. Go out and listen to the thing all weekend. I guarantee every time you listen to it, you'll find another thread of information that's going to help you out to inspire you. So think about that. Also, sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. Um, it goes right out to my MailChimp account, and away you go. Also, too, another way to invest in these two companies, you can advertise with us, and you're not going to lose when you come in with us because I'm going to be here for at least 30 more years, and I will work with you to help you promote your brand, make money, and in the interim, back and forth, you can help us out. And that's what we need to do because, as I said, we need a lot of coin to become a national radio show. So that's what we're going to do. That's what winners do. They take the responsibility and they have the belief and the desire and they get it done no matter what. Also to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And on that note, let me give you some information on Charlie. Number one, he's Scotland's representative for the International Highland Games Federation, Stones of Strength. He's a stone lifter, a farmer and a Highland Games competitor, and as everybody knows, you can go out and find him on Facebook on Art Blair Stones, which is some pretty interesting stuff, and you've heard about us talking about the Art Blair Stones, and, you know, Charlie is really starting to grow this, and, and, you know, as Charlie will tell you, he and I started out about the same time, and we're seeing this metamorphosis in our companies here, and it's very good to share this stuff with Charlie and myself, you need to have like-minded people that just want to grow and want to have others, you know, come in with you and do the deeds, man, to make everything bigger, better, stronger, faster. But most of all, 
Charlie works with a lot of younger kids and gets them inspired to lift the stones as high as they can. I'm telling you right now, this stuff is the best things you could ever get your sons and daughters into. It's going to change them, and it's going to really stop a lot of the crap that's coming into their heads now. So we'll get into that probably another time. But, Charlie, always an honor. Welcome back to M&M, sir. And I couldn't tell you, it's it's great to talk to you again, my friend. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Eric, and for the, the flattering introduction, which was very kind. And, uh, you know, obviously, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've listened to the show for a lot of us, must be at least five years now. I mean, it's been yeah. a long time. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I mean, you've just said it, you know, I'd highly recommend yeah. listening to it. There's, there's a wealth of knowledge out there. and It's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And, uh, yeah, I feel very privileged to, to be the guest. So thank you. Well, always. Um, Give them any way they can get a hold of you, Charlie. Um, if there's a website, Ard Blair, obviously. Give out all the info, and we will start half speed, if you would, my friend. Okay, well, as you've as you've already said, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, my name's Charlie Blair Oliphant. And you find I'm on Instagram as well. And uh, I think probably the, probably the Ard Blair Stones is probably the best way to sort of uh, it's probably the most interesting thing. Uh, obviously, you, 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 you know, you mentioned that before. Uh, but there's an Arbless Stones Instagram page. There's going to be, hopefully, there'll be a website up and running by the time this is broadcast, this nice. podcast, I hope. And there's a YouTube channel and a Facebook page. And yeah, as you said, it does seem to be growing arms and legs. So yes, it's all good. It is, it is. And you know something? I think you've come in at a time now, you know, especially we see with the gathering and all that, and you're part of that. But, you know, I just think. With, with you and like me, we've come in at a really good time now for a lot of things because there are things, whether you want it or not, they are getting noticed. They are getting more popular. You're getting more age genres coming in and wanting to do it or they want to listen here. Um, it's very hard to find good material out there. There's a lot of it, but you're going to be picking through a lot of carcasses to find, you know, what's good, bad, and what's going to help you. And you've got two gentlemen here that are definitely um, into that. You know, I I, I believe that, um, well, for me, obviously, I love this stuff. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. But there's more to it. There's a dedication, I feel. I feel. I feel a common bound with people bond i should say with people where you know i've been a lot of those places those people have been you know you don't know what to do who do you go ask you know do i go to the gym and you know i've seen plenty of places gyms somebody you know go in like they'll call them the 99 pound weakling and they laugh at them well you know something anybody that's like that should get thrown out of the gym but that's the way it's going to be here everybody you speak with me on here my family they all do what we talk about, and that is where we've got the edge over all these big superstars out there. I don't care. We are number one. Charlie and I are number one tonight, will always be, and everybody else who's with Eminem, and they're getting it more and more now. I mean, I got a note from Amanda Stone the other day, who was just recently back after almost four years. Um, she's great. I, I love her to death. I, I just think she's such a fire plug with everything. And she thanked me for all you do for the strength community. And I don't usually say things like that on the show. I'm not going to beat my chest about that. But it is very important. And that's what we're here for. So I'm not going to go any more of that. But I think it all goes into everything. Now, we're going to talk about half speed. 
And when I thought of this, I thought of Charlie because I knew Charlie was coming in within the next week when I thought of it last weekend. And half speed is very interesting in a lot of ways to me because we can formulate this in a number of ways. But this is how we're going to just start out. I've met many people, and, you know, we just talked about the gym circuit and how so many people walk away, you know, like, what did I waste my money for? Or I got hurt, or they just kind of, like, showed me a little bit and then walked away from me. And like I said before, you know, we've all been there. You're scratching your head and saying, what do I do? What do I do here? Well, the biggest thing is this. When you get to these places in life and you're not sure about things and suddenly things almost slow down and will crawl, you know, I'll call that half speed because with me, everything I do, I like to go full speed, almost where, you know, you go so fast you get read by radar and they try to pull you over, literally. I mean that, you know, figuratively, but that's what I'm saying. And if you're only going to live life at half speed, you don't know what you're going to miss. And this is why there's so many casualties to the side of the road because they bought into something. They bought into a trend, or I don't know the name of the machines. I was watching um, for the first time in a long time some TV, and I don't remember what it was I was looking at for a few minutes. All these big fancy, uh, I don't know if they're... uh, It'd be like riding a bike, whatever it is, and somebody's got a mic on and they're talking to you and blah, 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 blah. That's no way for me to train. That's no way for anybody to train. You don't, if you need somebody to motivate you that much, then you're always running at half speed. And when you're at half speed, as I said, you're missing out on so many things. So many things. And you don't even realize you're doing it until. Well, Charlie and I were talking about, you know, someday we're all going to perish, and you're going to, just before you go, you're not going to be thinking about, well, do I, do I have that extra $5,000 in the bank? It's going to be like, why didn't I do that? Or why did I only do that at half speed, and I know I could have got so much more out of myself? So what that is, it's a barometer of who you are. Charlie, it's all yours, brother. Well, I think yeah, you can read the half speed is probably uh... – a metaphor for commitment, really. Yep. yep. Um, and I mean, there are certain things I wouldn't. I wouldn't like people to get the impression or the idea if they're new to weightlifting or training or, or strength training, or whatever, that you need to go absolutely. <laughs> I, I think. What, what, yeah. yeah, we're not. We're not saying you're going. You're going to go as, as a as a as a beginner. You're going to go absolutely mad and lift loads and loads of weights and everything and burn yourself out and totally muck up your central nervous system yep. and then <laughs> get disillusioned with the whole thing. Yep. I think I think it's it's a, a calculated long-term thing uh, and uh, so yeah it, even down to nutrition and and things like uh, rest days and, and and as well as sort of committing to things 100%. So I just want just don't want people to think they've got this image of of full on speed at a particular yeah. thing when when without sort of taking the, the overall picture and treating the whole thing as one sort of disciplined journey uh, in the sort of a long-term commitment sort of thing. Well, Charlie, how important, in your opinion, is a mentor? I mean, and we're talking like you and I or any of the guys and girls on this show. I mean, we know in our lives we've met people, I'm sure, I know I have and I still do, that 
they mean something to me. And when they say something to me, I listen. So, in your opinion, especially with Lawrence and stuff, I mean, you know, obviously you're the mentor. You know, obviously your wife is too. But you're the guy out in the field with him. Or he's going along with you on some big excursion somewhere. So, in your opinion, do we need mentors to get out of this half-speed mode, so to speak? I think it definitely helps. Um, I mean, a lot of – I mean, it's like when you when you have sort of welcome to the family podcast and you're yeah. introducing new guests – one of the things you ask is, is sort of who are your influences and things, and uh, it's obviously you know people love talking about that. I mean, you hear everything. Usually Schwarzenegger and Stallone yep. appears fairly regularly, and maybe some of the sort of the old time strongmen like you know. But um, so yeah, it's definitely an influence, but that doesn't have to be necessarily a, a, a TV personality right. or a film actor. I mean, it could be, it could be just a, a, a work of fantasy you may have read in a novel or something, yep. and that's just yep. kind of been enough to spot like a, a Conan novel or something or. Yep. A, uh, yeah, it, it can it can come from any sort of source, but I think all these things are kind of uh, sort of instrumental in, in helping. Um, I mean, obviously, you get people that maybe they've they've seen people, and, and, and I think it's fair to say that you've been in a situation, Eric, where maybe as a family member or somebody who's close to you who is uh, maybe has a disability or, or is suffering yep. from something, yep. and that and that that could be the impetus that it takes to try and. It focuses you to try and sort of combat that because uh, it's like your way of uh, sort of dealing with it to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. But yeah, so I, I think all these things, all, all these influences are important. And uh, yeah, I mean, certainly in my case, that, that they're important. And then, of course, you meet people, you go on a journey and you meet people and, you know, you can, uh, I've been very fortunate enough to have sort of rubbed shoulders with some people I have 100% faith in when it comes to training and yes. yep. uh, and that's wonderful because you know you've got you you can see the results for yourself and what these other people have achieved and if it worked for them as I've seen a reason why it shouldn't work for you and one of the most sort of if you've got faith in these people um, then it's it's one of the most fantastic feelings it, that those piece that piece of paper that work program you've given uh, that is like it's like gold dust it's yeah. it's yep. something I mean, it, it, I can't believe it, but some people are interested in training, and then maybe there's a really high-profile, um, like a mentor or a coach or something who knows what they're talking about, and, and the piece of paper is just discarded. And yeah. to me, I, yeah. I, that's just, that. I mean, to me, it's such a crucial thing. You almost want to lock it away in a box to keep yeah. it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it does astonish me. But yes, sorry, back to your original thing. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're certainly in my case, uh, they're of great importance. Yeah. Well, you were right when you were talking about, you know, disabilities and things, you know, and I'll never stop going over it. I've, to- I've talked about it for the last, what, we're going on six years next year for M&M. And in case you're not familiar with, with what I talk about a lot of times is my brother Jimmy. He was a year younger than me. You know, um, I think he was diagnosed early on, but the symptoms didn't start showing up till he was around four or five where he kept stumbling falling the alternative at that point was you know they could have put him somewhere or he had to be wheelchair bound and my mother and father never would have gave up their boy believe me never um but that was disturbing a little bit to me as a young kid as you all know and you know the story goes i mean and jimmy had the worst muscular dystrophy you get it was called duchenne's it was the deadliest it killed him very young and that I think he lived probably three or four years more than he should have 
that was mainly because, you know, both of my parents are in the medical community. Um, especially my mom being a nurse. I mean, you know, nurses, uh, they live and die for their patients, but especially when it's your own son. Um, but as I said before, I, 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 and it might be the Italian thing too. I don't know. I, I mean, we're all pretty different, but when it comes to dedication or going after things, we're, uh, we're very much alike, the four of us now, my uh, two other brothers and my sister. But as I said before, you know, the day I walked into that little convenience store, whatever you call them, you know, to get an ice cream cone, and I always went to the comics, and there's the Hulk. I'm looking at the Hulk right taped in the corner of Jimmy's picture right in front of me. Um, changed my life forever, and I'll tell you why, because this is very important. Um, I was frightened to death of getting MD. And, you know, your parents can convince you of everything, but unless you believe it, and this goes for anything in life, it's not going to happen, man. Well, you start devouring a book like that, and you see this guy that changes into this green, super-duper person, human being, whatever he is, and I'm saying to myself, well, if I get as big as the Hulk, nothing's ever going to touch me. And to this day... The Hulk will always be my favorite. I, you know, my nephew sends me stuff, all kinds of shit. Anything about the Hulk, you know, I'll devour it. So, you know, when we talk about half speed, well, when you go into something like that and you start thinking that and then you lose your brother, something just went off in my head. And that was that whole Hulk syndrome where, okay, well, how do you get big? Start lifting weights. I've talked about it before. My father... And I went over to my Aunt Gloria's in Connecticut. My Uncle Will was a master craftsman. Built a wooden bench. You probably could have put an elephant on it. It wouldn't break. That's how heavy and thick it was. But let me tell you, lay on it was like laying on woof. I mean, if you wanted comfort, you had the wrong thing. And my uncle and my cousin Willie, who didn't use them, we got the uh, leaky sand weights. But I was in my glory, man. I was in my glory. Come home. I touched that bar, and it was magnetic. It was like the gods had already decided that I was going to do that. And I never stopped, other than when I tore my bicep in Iceland in 2008. And obviously, it created, you know, Eminem, FBC, um, all the things we're doing now, all the things we're going to do into the future, et cetera, et cetera. And what, what is it all the time? Both companies are dedicated to Jimmy. Why? I never would have done this. I never, you know, when I left... Where I was in IT, I was making $82,000 and change a year. If I was still there, I'd probably be making 115 right now. I could have stayed on. And most people are like, well, you're not even close to that. I said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll mash that in, in mileage like 100 times more than that. But here's my point with everything. It was just time. It was just time. And I wanted to go do this. I wanted to see what the hell I was made of. And thanks to Jimmy and the Hulk, and so many other people, very rarely will you see me at half speed. Now, a half speed to me is this. You go into a workout, you go into anything. Get a right hook, you know, and you get one right to the bridge of the nose, and you can't even see straight, all right? 
that to me is half speed. What are you going to do? You're going to back off. You're going to back down. Sometimes you do got to back off. That eliminates getting crushed in the next workout. Or like Charlie said, your central nervous system is so beaten into the ground, you know, you don't want to eat. You're in the bathroom all the time. You're irritable as hell, et cetera, et cetera. So what Jimmy did for me, and I owe him forever until I meet up with him again, is this. Jimmy made me go almost full speed all the time. All right? That's a good thing. That's a real good thing because I'm telling you right now, not only will you be creative, and Charlie made this, and I'm going to give it right to you, brother. Um, Charlie was talking about doing different things and people and all that. Here's something I want to tell you. When you start to get very good at what we talk about here, your craft, whether it's Art Blair Stones, you know Charlie's a farmer. I'm sure he wants to improve and do the next step to become better, more efficient. Same way here. M&M, FBC, life. I said, you know, you're always extending, climbing, getting better. You're going to find out you're going to start getting around people that are very successful. Because I've been around a few lately. They give off an energy that comes through you that suddenly your whole perspective in life changes. And I'm not kidding you. You feel good. You feel hungry. You want to go after it. All of a sudden, you're starting to think of things well, maybe that's a good idea. I'm going to tell you this. Have a pad, have a small pad, notepad, have a pen on you all the time, or go out and buy one of those small recorders. I have a recorder in my pocket all the time. Why? Because within five seconds, that idea will be out of your head. You won't remember it. It's all yours, Charlie. I know I babbled for quite a while, but it was good shit. This is interesting what you're saying about Duchesne, actually, because um, a couple of years ago when um – Holland Keen family came over to Scotland. Yep. There was um, there was a, a, a kid. I've forgotten how old he was now. Maybe about nine or something. And he was called yep. Logan. I remember. And Logan had Duchesne, and he was in a wheelchair. And yep. uh, he was um, yeah, he was doing the Art Blair Stones. So awesome. I he definitely got one. I'm, I'm not sure if he got two, but I remember. Yeah, it was quite nice because it was um, Lee Holland Keen got. Uh, yep. I think she got a record. On the stones that, that I mean, that's, that's since been uh, beaten by Donna Moore, but at the right, time, right. The, uh, Lee had the, the record of the same the same event for the. Yep. the um, but yeah, anyway, it was just, the just one you're talking yep. about. Yep. No, yep. no, no, the, no, yeah, no, oh. this is the Art Blair right. Stones. Um, right. uh, at, uh, yeah, it's um, an agricultural show. But anyway, yeah, sorry, I, I was just yeah, just uh, the, the Shane thing rang a rang a bell with me because of because of that. Yeah, it's um, you know, it, it's um. I said he didn't only get that. He got the one that's the deadliest one. And, you know, you would have liked him, Charlie. He, uh, he, uh, to this day, when I think about him, he has to be the happiest kid I ever met in my life. I, and I mean that not because I'm his brother. I mean, with what he faced every friggin' day, man, kid always had a smile on his face. I tell everybody, we take him everywhere. If he didn't have a wheelchair, you'd never known anything was going on with him. He was savvy, he was quick-witted, and he was always smiling. And my God, man, to watch everybody playing and be happy and cheering for him, he had, he was something special. I mean, I could never have been like that. I would have been bitter, probably. But I think he understood what was going on. I don't know if he had any clue how long he'd live or not. But I'll tell you this, if there ever was a saint, if you believe in a saint, that kid was a saint, man. And wherever he is now, I, I say on shows all the time. I've said it to my mother, but I don't say it a lot because it gets her upset. As I, I said, you know, I think about Jimmy almost every day. 
You know, what would my brother be doing? Would he be married? Would I be an uncle? Would we be living near each other? You know, all that. You know, would he be training with me still? I don't know. Would that happen? I don't know. But it's a great thing to explore because I'll tell everybody like this. When you think life's got you beaten down to your knees and you don't know what the hell to do, a lot of times I go to Jimmy. You know, talk to him. Say, hey, you know, I wish you were here. What would you be doing with me now? And suddenly, you know, when I talk about a paradigm shift, the weight of the world just fell off my shoulders, and now I can go create again. It's all yours, Charlie. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I sort of, yeah, you'd, you'd asked me about um, people who influence you uh, earlier, yeah. and uh, yeah, and, and yeah, there are certain people. There are there are uh, there's definitely people I've met who who have been a huge influence on myself, and yeah. uh, maybe it's a certain uh, facet of the personality. Um, it, it, it's rare that I've, I've, I've met somebody who's like the entire package, if you like. Right, there's right, normally, right. There's normally bits of one character trait that you, you would like to have and then bits of this other person and everything like that to kind of create something because I've um, – you know, I've I've seen some very focused, motivated people, and that actually they do they have they have a common trait. <clears throat> actually, there is a common trait which runs through that they'll they'll never they never give up. I mean, it's obvious, really. Exactly. You need that. You need, you need that. I mean, uh, but it's 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 quite surprising to see it in person. Um, I, I I'm slightly loath to kind of say names or anything like that because it's. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. But, but there was um, there was a very very successful businessman i know and um like extraordinarily successful and um you know, you know like almost like abnormally successful. right I, I know the type yep and, yep yep and thoroughly decent and it became it's become apparent to me this amazing ability to just be single-minded in a pursuit of, of the goal yeah and just a, a, a knowledge that they are going to succeed. I mean, yeah. not, yep. not even like a, a nervous trying to bolster things up to trying to make themselves feel better or look good in front of other people, but a genuine, a genuine belief that they, they can, they can do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unusual to, to meet people like that. But, but, but I mean, the, the, the results speak for themselves. Right. And I think that's, a huge lesson to be learned there. But um, don't you just you, need that confidence and belief. Well, I agree. And don't you think, oh, I talked about it with some people that I know that are very successful. Don't, don't you see, don't you see when you're around that, what it's doing to you too? It's like you're, you know, as my mom would always say when we were kids, you know, your mind is like a sponge, man. What you're soaking into it is going to be what you become. And, this is when you and I are talking about these things, this success, these goal-oriented things. There's no way you're going to operate at half speed with any of that stuff. You're going to have your downtime, like everything. Everybody needs that, but the idea is to keep up with the pursuit. You know, as I say, I said to Charlie before we came on. You know what? I used to hate that word, failure. But let me tell you something. You can take failure and become a master at mastering it. And I'll explain this real easy. Obstacles are going to be in your way. Failures, are, you can call failure obstacles. Uh, as I say, there are times when I still feel that I'm just beaten down to the floor. But what ends up happening is, it, it sound, it's going to sound sick to some people, but it's you welcome it. Because you know why? 
it's something that you learn to overturn. You learn to triumph over it. Now, people pay big dollars to learn those things. All right. I remember reading a gentleman that was doing stuff like that who learned and mastered and started putting things out of that nature. He'd come in three fifty an hour, three hundred and fifty dollars an hour, and people are like, That's obscene. Really? No one you're not gonna find that in a textbook. You know how you learn it? You live it. And Charlie said before and he had a great point. Most people are never going to be able to withstand the body blows, let alone getting one right to the head, all right, the knockout punch. There's a few, and it might only be 1%, 2% of the world, that are going to welcome it, that are going to throw the jab or hit you right in the chin and put you 10 feet back, all right? This is the point of doing all the things we're talking about like this. You know, in our last show on self-talk, what are you saying to yourself? What, are you holding yourself to a standard? You should. If you're not, you should learn how to do it. This is the same way I said with that gentleman that makes three fifty an hour. Well, that's an awful lot of money. Well, you're not going to go into any classroom and learn that. I don't care if it's the greatest professor in the world. I had a ton of them. You know how I talk about Frank Klein. But Frank had business background. He worked outside of the school system. Most of these people that are, quote, unquote, the big economic teachers or whatever, business, cybersecurity, all that, you want me to tell you something? They've never done a lick of it in their life. It's theory to them, book to them. I'm not saying you can't learn. But with any of this stuff, if you want to operate at full charge, full speed, you've got to go out and do it yourself. And in the meantime, as you're doing it, I said this and Charlie said it, you start meeting people, events, and things are going to come into your life that's going to change it all for you. So if you're goal-oriented like that, or you want to build Ard Blair Stones, or you want to build FBC and M&M, or whatever it is you want to do, this is how you do it. It's all yours, Charlie. I was um, I, I was watching a, a YouTube video recently, um, and it was about uh, somebody was interviewing James Cameron you know, yep. of, uh, of Terminator fame, the best, yep. you know, um, Titanic. Yep. And it was really fascinating. I mean, it really was quite extraordinary. That uh, I mean, I think he was a truck driver. Yep. And uh, he either used to work or eat regularly at McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. Right. But obviously, you know, in terms of where he is now, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and he, as part of his truck driving, I think he had to go to film studios and things. And I think he, there was like a Xerox machine or something. And I think that he, uh, he's copied a lot of um, uh, sort of instructional things about filmmaking and, and, and stuff. And basically, for the price of a couple of hundred dollars, he gave himself a film school education. And he never actually went to film school. Yep. It was just something he was fascinated in. And, uh, you know, I, that is, I, I just found that whole thing just totally extraordinary. And uh, that, that somebody could, he hasn't gone through the normal channels. He's gone a completely circuitous route from yep. fairly humble beginnings. Yep. And, uh, yeah, no, was, I mean, I, I would highly recommend if you put James Cameron into YouTube. Uh, awesome. sort of interview or something, yeah. Origins. Yep. I mean, really, yep. it will it'll make you it'll put things into perspective, just what you can achieve with a little bit of determination and effort and enthusiasm. And you can, and you, and you, can, you, can, you can totally bypass the conventional channels of entry yep. 
Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, no, it was just, it was just something. Again, you, intellectual you, people. I've never, I've never met the man. No, <laughs> no, but you, you know what you're saying too is, I mean, he literally turned Hollywood on its head. I mean, you know, he didn't go the typical route. He didn't have the great friends who knew other friends who knew this friend whose father might have been big or whatever. Look, you cannot not admire somebody. I don't care about any of their other stuff, political, any of that stuff. I'm looking at the thread that made them do what they wanted to do. And it's the same with you and I and everybody else. It's just going to be your decision how far you want to go. You know, when I hear people say, oh, it's all rigged, or um, it's not fair, or, you know, I don't have any luck. That's all bullshit, man. That's people talk, you know, like Rocky said to his son in that great speech, you know, cowards do that, and that's not you. You're better than that. And that's the truth with all of us here. I always say at the end of the show, you're all geniuses. You are. You maybe you haven't tapped into that yet. Maybe something hasn't happened to where it's going to be like, I should have thought of that 10 years ago. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because now you got the rest of your life to do it. Okay? Life doesn't end just because you turn 40 years old like the media tells you. I mean, the, the glut of millionaires in this country believe it or not, are usually 65 years old when they become millionaires. Why? Because a lot of these men and women go through decades of being wealthy, losing it all, coming back, being wealthy, losing it all, and finally, in their mid-60s, they get the formula down. Now, that's not saying they couldn't lose it again, but they'll probably be less likely because now they're looking to live as long as they can on what they have. And I think that's a great thing. You need you need to rejoice in what you're doing, what you've done, and what you're going to keep doing. You know, this is why I say, hell with living life at half speed. You know, and then you're always going to hear people say, well, you know, I'm happy with what I do. And, you know, I got four weeks vacation and I got a pension. That's great for you. I'm glad for you. But for this guy talking here right now, that's not for me. I could have stayed in what I did in the state and retired from there. I could no more do that for another, what, uh, I think I was 40. I couldn't do that for another 25 years. I'd rather blow my head off. I'm not kidding you. There's something that happens to you at some point. You know, because I always loved physical culture. I always loved creating. I always, you know, I talk about Joey and my brother Mark. You know, we trained for years together. Suddenly I started getting into all the dead start stuff. And they were like, this it's worthless. It won't do anything for you. And that started the gap between us. And eventually it blew up and that was the end for, I didn't speak to any either one of them for 12 years. We'd see each other and walk by one another. But here's the deal. With all the stuff with Jimmy, with all the stuff now being alone, and it wasn't easy. All I had in my garage at the time was a York Circa 1990 power rack, which was awesome. I got from Roger LaPointe of Atomic. I had a a York bar, really nice Olympic bar, and I had 1,000 pounds of plates, folks. That's how I started. And I didn't have anywhere near the knowledge now that I have. And how did I do all that? I didn't go half speed. 
I didn't go half speed, and I got throttled plenty. And I tra- I've trained on and off with some people, but they're not over here a lot. You hear me talk about my brother-in-law or a couple of my other friends, but they're not over here like that. I'm alone, all right? And, you know, when you've trained with people for years, especially your own flesh and blood, things change real quick. You know, and I talk about the mindset and everything. I could have cashed it in right there, but I wouldn't. And whatever it was, the innate intelligence within you made me keep going on. You know, and then you find Hard Gainer Magazine or Milo or one of them, or I go out and buy all the old Perry Raider Ironmans. You, you stimulate your mind to learn. It makes you think. You start getting better. No more of this half-ass shit. You want to go after the whole thing. Can you get it right away? Of course not. You know, you want to squat 500 pounds and you're only doing 140. You're not going to put the weight on and do it the next day. That's not my point. The point is you got a bright future ahead of you. Instead of thinking about, oh, I can't do it. Well, yes, I can do it, but it might take me another four years. And when you're persistent like that, what? is going to stop you other than you and all those voices that are coming at you from the outside saying, hey, don't do it. Go back and train with those guys. Stand up and have the courage and the belief and the desire in yourself where you're like, F you. I'm going on my own, whether you like it or not. It's all yours, Charlie. Yeah. If you're going to be successful at something, I mean, you really have to enjoy it because there's not, there's no point. Right. I mean, uh, as you, as you just mentioned, um, I think if you if, if you judge success in terms of wealth and yep. you know there's various different types of success, um, then I think you're only you're going to be more likely to become more wealthy at something you obviously that you enjoy doing. I mean yeah. it's it's it, you know <laughs> you're passionate about or you want you know you want to succeed you know, rather than sort of just doing sort of going through the motions and in, in something which you're not that interested in. Uh, and it's obviously more rewarding as well doing something which you're genuinely more interested in. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's a key part. I mean, I think I think there's some extraordinary statistic, and I wish I could back this up, but um, that I, th- I think like in, again in terms of wealth, I think that most well a considerable number of millionaires in, uh, anyway haven't necessarily had college education. So they've just they've just found something they really enjoy and they've just worked worked hard at it and they've they've loved it. And uh, so you don't necessarily have had to have come from from privilege or high education to, um, to to sort of get to those those levels. It's it's purely down to you as the individual and and, and how committed you are. Yeah. Look, let, let me ask you this though, because I think we've talked about this, but I do think it's very essential to what we're talking about tonight. Do you just think that you know whether because you know we know what each other does to a point in this and that. And you talked about, like, the gold dust and all that. Do you think there's just, is there something about Charlie or Eric or anybody we know in this whole strength field or entrepreneurs, do you think some of us are just born with this in us? Or is this something that, it gives us a little bit direction, but we love it so much we go out and cultivate it and have one success after another. What's your feeling on that, Charlie? Well, in, in terms of financial reward... I think a lot of that is a product of your surroundings because I think a lot of people who have maybe have, have had tough upbringings or they've been in a sort of an impoverished uh, environment, um, they, a lot of them, you know, they just, they just had enough and they want to work really hard and they just never yeah. want to be in that situation where they're, you know, 
wondering where the next meal is going to come from or if they can pay for the electricity bill or the phone bill. And it's just such a horrific circumstance to grow up in that they're determined to, to – that is the motivation is to not be in that situation. I agree. And that, that, that's, that's, that's the goal. Uh, and then alternatively, you can get people who maybe have had – they've had like a privileged upbringing and they've never really wanted for anything – and everything's been provided for them, and they haven't had that um, that that as, as Schwarzenegger would say that hungry that hungry feeling, yeah. but, and uh, that um, it, it being put out of their comfort zone. And in some cases, that that's it, it actually works against the individual because they haven't experienced what life could be like, and they haven't got a a grasp of of what how the world can be. Mm-hmm. So you could end up it's, it's for the person with a I think the privileged background to very often very often suffer because they just take things for granted and they expect certain things to happen, and they've got no grasp of of <laughs> very little grasp of anything, of, yeah, of how tough the world can be. So, um, in that situation, I would say that that's probably your your sort of mental focus is a product of your surroundings. Um, yeah, I think I think it has a lot to do with it. No, I, I totally agree, and and you know you know I'll go back to. Rocky Balboa when he has that speech with his son and you know you, you made the point where you know when he says to him you know I'm going to tell you something you already know you know you know life will beat you to your knees and leave you there if you let it okay and he's like you me or nobody is stronger than life you know but here's the point and he says it right on the money if you know what you want go out and get it see the problem is everyone's hemming and hawing and listening to other people that have no clue. You know, I've said this before. Two things. One of the, one of the big things that drive me is I never want to not be able to go out and buy what I want. Now, before you're shaking your head and saying, well, is that important? Yes, it is important. Because if you want to go out and be successful in the world, you want to be able to do whatever you want to do. Why? Because then I can share my wealth with others and help them out. That's my whole point of it. Because to me, you know, to me, poverty is a sickness. All right? I do believe that. And I'll tell you right now, you know, people say, well, you know, money is the root of all evil. Having no money is to me, is the root of all evil, and that's not even correct the way that's made, that's said from the Bible. But that's my set. That's my verse to answer that. My point is this: you know, a lot of people will say to me, "Well, how much do you really need? I want everything I can get." Why? Well, I've said to Charlie, we've said it on the show before. Maybe I want to come and live in Scotland for say three months, just see if I like it possibly to live there permanently or i want to go to iceland or i want to go to italy or i want to go like where i want to live right now in the united states i want to move to jackson hole wyoming build a log cabin okay that's how i want to live i like the rustic life i like being close enough to wherever i have to go to get my groceries or that which i other than what i don't grow Etc. Etc. Because I don't want to not communicate with people. Because if that was the case, I wouldn't be doing the stuff we're doing right now. But my point is, I think living that way 
a little bit on the tough end and a little bit on the modern end and just kind of meshing them together, I think you get the best of both worlds. And I like that toughness. I like where, ah, man, that thing's a bitch to try to move. Or, you know, I've always said in my my little uh, barn where I've got everything, I really want to build a foundry. Why? I don't know. Get a couple anvils and heat iron and just beat the snot out of it with a big sledgehammer. Have you ever looked at those guys? Their hands, they got ham hands, they got wrists that are the size of small maple trees, etc., etc. Just something that I like. I like that look. I like going and... Have you ever done stuff like that? Because I have. You, 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 what happens is it's just like taking cold, cold showers like we talked about with Wim Hof. You don't think of anything. That's good. That's real good that you're not thinking of everything. Why? Your body's concentrating one way or the other to improve or stay alive, keep your organs warm, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Same thing with all that stuff. You don't always have to be thinking, analyzing. That will kill you if you keep doing that. So these are all things that you learn. Now, you can go full speed with all that stuff. I mean, I'm looking forward. We took a little pool down that we had here. And it's up against the garage wall. It's going to be snowing here. They're to- We've already had snow a little bit. I was way up in the mountains today. It was snowing there. And, I mean, we're talking probably an hour and 20 minutes from my house having to deliver parts out in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking nowhere. And you're looking up in those big trees in the mountains. You can see all the frozen snow and stuff on them. It is just awesome looking. But that's my point with everything, you know. You can do things, you can be things, you can wish for things, you can carry things out, and you can go, obviously you go at your own pace, but you're never going to succeed at half speed. And I understand what I said, Charlie said it too, you know, there are times you got to back off, there are times you got to maybe think things out again, come up with some new ideas, well that's all part of getting those goals, that's all part of success. Success to me can never be mentioned enough. You have to go out and succeed. But the biggest thing you have to have to make it all happen is F-A-I-T-H, faith. Whether it's in God, whether it's in yourself, whether it's in a coconut on a tree, I don't care. But if you don't have the undying faith in yourself, all these little things, people, places, events that you don't want in your life are going to eat you alive. And you know what you'll be? Well, you just be one of the... uh, Run of the mills. And if that works for you, I've got no problem with it. But I think everybody, especially our listeners, want a little more. And when you get a little more, you want a little more. And when you want, you want a lot more. I love all that. I just love all that. That gets my attention to it. And when you got attention and you're captivated, you're only going to have more and more success. It's all yours, Charlie. Yeah, you're talking about failure i mean it's not just a question of of, of dealing with, with with failure and stuff that the, the successful people i've met or know will embrace that failure and turn it into a positive yep they will find some way of improving on that failure not just doing something else differently or not um sort of shoving it to one side um but actually taking that what is the problem and building on it and actually making it work for you yep. and i know it sounds crazy no it don't but that is a sort of that is a sort of positive mental attitude and sort of openness to, to diversity and stuff. Yep. <laughs> that you really 
it, it sets people apart. It, it's the extraordinary ability and um, just staying calm and thinking this this is you know even thinking this is really exciting this hasn't Hell worked yeah. now how yep. can i how can i <laughs> this is a rare opportunity to actually improve on something yeah. and how can i do it and then if, if you take that attitude and the world's your oyster yeah. because everything's everything's a challenge everything's is is, is fun you know you you've, you've it's yeah r- rather than um <laughs> you know um struggling with something it that that's what life is life is the struggle isn't it and how yeah, you overcome yeah. things yeah and um yeah, and also, do you know, I, I think, yeah, if somebody's really successful, they're definitely not going to feel the same way about it as if they actually earned it. Yeah. You know, or, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, a lot of the times, I don't know about yourself, Eric, but I've maybe been training in the gym or something and, or I've, I've got a target weight that I want to press or whatever yeah. it is. And, and I think, right, if I do this, I'm going to, I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to buy, I don't know, what a, a yep. CD or something. So yep. there's something basic, but you know, it's, it's like a reward for going through all the effort. And uh, you think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to buying a CD or whatever it happens to be. I don't know. might be a watch or something. I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> something frivolous you don't really need. But nevertheless, it kind of marks the end of that cycle. And it's like a pat on the back to yourself. And I think it's important to reward yourself, you know, along the way as well, you know. Yep. But then you might go and buy this thing. And you think, you know, it, it, it really wasn't, it didn't really, wasn't quite as fulfilling as you were expecting. Yep. And it actually, you realize that it, it was the steps to get there rather yep. than. The actual, the actual goal. reward, yeah. The actual yeah. goal. Yep. And it was all yep. that wealth of experience and trial and, and, and you know, to, to, to get there. And uh, then before you know it, you're on to the next thing and you're thinking, well, how can I surpass that? Exactly. And, uh, exactly. and it might not even necessarily be in that field. It might be in something completely different. doesn't well, even – Yeah, yeah but you know what, Char- no, Charlie, I'll get back. But you know what, you, you made a great point there. It might not even be in that field, but here's what people don't understand. What Charlie and I are talking about, what we love to do, guess what? It transfers over into everything you do in your life. It's all, I didn't mean to interrupt. Take it away. But I want to mention that because most people probably don't realize that. It's like these successes we're talking about, let's just say the weight room. All right? You guys know pretty much what we do. And we're having success. We're having failures. But we're having more successes than failures. You want to go and open a business, say, or, you know, how many times have we talked about this, Charlie, where, well, you know, I like that girl, but I'm not really sure she likes me. Well, here's what you do, folks, or guy, go ask them, right? I mean, what do you, you know, I, I've said before on the show, certain friends of mine will say, you know, I like her, but I'm not sure she likes me. I'm like, and they'll say to me, what should I do? And I look at them, I want to hit them, and I say, go ask Okay, the most someone can say to you is no, or they might say, get the hell out of here. So what? Guys, women are four to one. It's all yours, Charlie. (laughs) Well, you suddenly (laughs) caught me off guard there, because I'm supposed to go with some diatribe about women and and relationship issues, which is probably not my forte to be quite honest. No, but you know what what I'm saying, though. You know what I mean? It's like like that indecision will mentally and every way kill you man and that's why i said you know when we talk about a a, a, yeah, a workout it's, yeah yes yeah, it's, it's take risks yeah you know, you're not going to get another chance um you know embrace embrace the situation and, and that doesn't even just have to be with with uh, with a potential no. girlfriend or a boyfriend no. or whatever you know you just embrace the situation and 
yeah, so it's, it's just experience, isn't it? Yeah. So the next time, the next time you're chatting to somebody, I mean, how, how how more interesting is it to have a conversation with somebody and you can you can ch- chat about the difficulties that you've you've both had and experiences yep. rather than just arriving both there together, having just got the thing without with no struggle or Nothing. I mean, it's it's. It doesn't, it doesn't really make for a, for a particularly well-rounded individual, I don't think. Yeah, um, yeah, and it basically sounds hollow when you talk about it, you know? Yeah, it's sort of superficial and shallow, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to elaborate on that, really, Eric. I mean, I've, um, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not exactly rocket science, is it? No, but you know something, Charlie? It's the basics that's been forgotten, I think, in a lot of places. They haven't been taught. They're looking, you know, why do you think there's so many people are holding phones in their hands all the time? It's like a sa- it's like a safety net without ha- being under a net or, you know, having a net below you. You know, you find, you know, when you speak to people, and you'll hear a lot of people say this in today's world, we've lost the art of conversation. Uh, to a point, I believe that, but what's happened is people find conversation is a lot less painful when you're pressing keys on a phone. Why? Because you're not looking at that person. You don't know what they're thinking. You know, you don't know what they're really feeling. I mean, we might never know, but, you know, you can kind of read people as you're speaking to them. You're going to know if they want to be around you or not, or maybe you don't want to be around them. And those are all important ingredients to growth. You know, everybody's saying, well, I'd like to meet this, that, and the other thing. Well, you're not going to meet somebody if you're sitting on the couch watching TV, eating cheese doodles, and playing with your phone all the time, okay? You're not going to be a successful entrepreneur if you're going to sit there and buy tape after tape, maybe listen to half of them, never implement anything, never take any action towards it. That's not going to happen. You ever going to come over and lift the Ard Blair stones if you're – not if you don't go out after any stones or build your own or whatever, and that's not going to happen either. There's a certain commitment to things that you damn well better have. And if you want to take chances and go to meet Charlie or you go to the gathering or you go to Iceland and lift the Husafell or whatever, and these are big things. These aren't just little things where, oh, I'll make the trip out. I'll get on Icelandic air. I'll go over here and lift the stone. Nah, not going to happen. What do you think you're going to, unless you're some kind of something that's from a whole nother genre, uh, a 418-pound stone that's smooth as a baby's behind ain't coming off the ground so easy. And it's practice, and it's dedication, and it's more practice, and it's more failure, and it's more success, and it's a mindset that you'll never, ever get into unless you start straining things all through you internally especially get away from the external world and get into it go in and dig into everything you can find about iceland everything you can find about Husafell, everything you can find about uh scotland you know go out and look charlie up contact charlie i want to come over tell me when i can come over i want to go after your hard blair stones my point is this not only is it the commitment you got to run at full speed you have to run at full speed, and you're going to like it. That's what I'm telling you. You're going to like it. It might be painful, and it might be a lot of failure bound for a while, but it's not going to last, folks. The drought will not last, but what you have to do, you have to face the drought head on and be better than the drought. 
And these are things that take time. They take years. They're not going to happen in a month. They are not going to happen. And anybody that's telling you things like that, I would tell you to, if you're paying for it, cancel the check or whatever you're doing, turn around and beat tail out of there. Take it away, Charlie. I mean, I know we're getting near the end. Um, go ahead. Take it away. I, th- I think there's another misconception about people if they are um, they're, they're looking at somebody like a, a mentor or potentially or, or I don't know, let's, let's say a, an actor or some sort of celebrity. I hate that word celebrity. But I know. Me too. But somebody, but somebody who is in the public eye and seems to have it all. And I think there's a there's a misconception. That a lot of people look at these these people on the TV or whatever, and and just assume they've got it all. And their life is the life of Riley, and everything's great. And you know they don't have to want for anything, and the world is fantastic. But every but one of the reasons <laughs> that the chances are, in most cases, they're so successful is because they are maybe they're traveling around the world. They may be doing interviews. They're talking to people. They're promoting something. They've yep. got you know they they they're not seeing their family. You know they're, they're completely committed. They're dedicated to, to their their crafts. And it, it, I don't think it actually. I'm, I'm ashamed. It actually, took me a while to, to kind of get my head around this. But it, it is it, it is hard work. Yeah. When you see those people there. Yep. I, th- I think it's easy to for people to get to get jealous, but there is a lot of effort and graft for people to get there, and a lot of sacrifices um, because you can be you can be extraordinarily wealthy and still miss your family and want to spend more time with them, yep. or you could with your family and you know you got lots of family time but wish you had more money. Or I, mean, I keep using wealth as a, as a as a sort of analogy or as an example here, but it sure. doesn't necessarily have to be that. You know, it could be yep. like this family time and. I don't know, sort of quality of life in general. And so there are, you know, everybody has to make sacrifices and uh, you've got to start somewhere. And um, yeah, so it's what I'm saying is don't be, don't be jealous and complacent. Go for it and, and do it yourself. Oh, without a doubt, man. Sage. Um, Charlie, g- summarize anything, give out all your info. I'll give mine and uh, this will top the last show. Believe me, this was a killer show. <laughs> So take it away, brother. Um, well, yeah, again, as, as I said in the beginning, you know, if you'd like to get a hold of me, then uh, I'm Charlie Blairolfant, and I have a Facebook page. But I think it probably more, it's probably more constructive or probably more interesting if you were to look at the Art Blessed Stones, which is on Instagram and Facebook, and shortly to be on a website, which is going to be www.artblessedstones.com. And uh, uh, what else? I'm trying to think, Eric. I think that's just about everything. Uh, okay. YouTube channel, YouTube channel. Good. <laughs> and, uh, and I suppose the last thing it remains to me to say is, uh, again, thanks for having me on the show, Eric. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very enjoyable. And um, yeah, hopefully there's a few, I think there's some, some words of wisdom in there that people can. A lot, lot of fuel, with. yeah, a lot of fuel to go with our last show, self-talk. That's what I tell everybody. Go out and listen to that show and then turn this one on or vice versa and keep doing it. Throw the headphones on. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll hear things you don't hear when you don't have any phones on your ears. You get such contact with everything. And, you know, Charlie and I have done shows for a number of years now. There's a lot of magic, as he said before, gold dust out there. I mean, these are things people don't put this quality out for free. I mean, we do that here because I feel I want people to come in and invest in, in the business here and also buy our one product. 
soon to be many more, believe me. But it takes time. Everybody thinks, oh, you're going to be a millionaire overnight. That's not going to happen, folks. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm working on that every day to have that millionaire mindset. And you can have that, too. Just think about that. Um, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Like I said, check that site out, MotivationMuscle.com, obviously. Go out and look at all the shows Charlie and I have done. Um you know, there's just a plethora of stuff out there. Um, don't forget about uh, signing up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. It goes to MailChimp. You get everything. Um, also, too, that's a big investment between both sites. You want to advertise with us, I'm telling you right now, you will not lose. You will win. There's nothing here but winning here. The attitude is winner. Winner, winner, winner. Also, too, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell. Uh, let's see, real men, real strength, real power. Now, Charlie, if you want Charlie and I to do a specific show, you can get a hold of me at Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.rr.com. All these shows are gems, but boy, the last two, man, we've really hit the hammer to the anvil hard, and it's really got the info. It really, I mean, those two shows can get you started on your way to whatever you want. In my opinion, they're there for you. Take advantage of them. They're great, great stuff. Spread them out to your friends. Let people know who we are if they don't. Also, too, um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We thank everyone. We are on Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts, and we're also on, um, how do you say that? Uh, AHA, A-H-A, directory. You can get Eminem in your car. 24-7. Also, too, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to say hello to them. Give them five kind words. You'll never know what people are dealing with. And as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. There again, you don't know what people are dealing with. You don't know. And I'm telling you, you talk nice to somebody and you've got that magnetism like we talked about, people are going to flock to you. You'll get whatever you want. You will do it, I'm telling you. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. Um, and we love that. Also, too, um, the great Hoosa Steel Crusher Stone says in blood red domination. We are domination. We clear cut the path. We follow no one. There are no followers here, only leaders. And, like I said, Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping through my speakers. It is now a tidal wave, brother. It grows higher and wider every day here. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader. Not a follower. Some people tell me, ah, what's the matter about being a leader? Well, you should think that over if you're following the wrong people, right? Also, to John Ridge, I wish everybody met those three men. He was the greatest chiropractor I've ever had, and what a man. I'm telling you, he would walk every patient to the door, hold the door for him, and say, keep smiling. Try that on your worst day. Say those two words. I guarantee you, you will be smiling. And we miss all three of these men, believe me. Also, too, 
Um, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door in. We will blow the roof off. For that matter, tell all your friends. I hope they're in the hundreds and the millions. Tell everybody about Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids. Those pages are absolutely exploding. If you're not on with us, come on in. Motivation, Muscle, and Fiorella Barbell Company. There's plenty of blog material out there. Take the shows from Eminem and distribute them all over the place. Help us keep growing this big wheel. As I say, Charlie is another one that is a big spoke in this wheel that keeps turning and growing with momentum all the time. Um, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I sign off with Charlie, you're all winners. You're all champions. You're all unstoppable, and you're all geniuses. When you believe that, like we said during this show, you will see things happen in your life that you'll say to yourself, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? Well, you got the rest of your life to do it, so rejoice in that. And remember this, the world is asking something from you, give it, because it's going to come back to you tenfold. Charlie, another, what can I tell you, just another great, great teaching episode, uh, actual experience from the two people on here. And uh, it's always an honor to have you on, and I look forward to 2020 for us because, uh you and I both got some big things in the tank, and uh, I can't wait to see how they all pan out. So thank you for being on, brother. It was a, it was a pleasure as always, Eric, and, and uh, thank you very much for having me back as a guest. Yes, sir, anytime. So this show will be up tomorrow, either afternoon or tomorrow night. So for Charlie Blair Oliphant, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, go out and do something magnificent because the world is asking you to, and go out and do something for yourself. That is very, very important. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.